Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro. It is an honor and privilege to share this time with you. We love studying the scriptures and feel they are central to our preaching, teaching, and living of the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Our mission here is to grow disciples of Jesus Christ who know him, love him, and serve him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. It is our prayer that God would use our preaching and teaching to do exactly that. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, or just want to talk a little bit more about what you've heard today, we love to hear from you. Most of all, know that you are in our prayers as we listen together. Now, let's dive in. Well, again, good morning and welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. My name is Chrislyn Durham. I am one of the pastors here, and we are so glad that you decided to join us in worship this morning. As we begin this conversation, let us turn towards the Gospel of John to hear our scripture reading this morning. This is from John 21, verses 15 through 21. Hear the word of the Lord. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. Jesus turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. He was the one who had reclined next to Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? Jesus said to him, If it is my will that he remains until I come, what is that to you? Follow me. This is the word of God for the people of God, and so we say, thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Loving and holy God, We are here. We pray that in these next few moments that you would just clear our minds and our hearts so that we may be fully present and able to hear a word from you this day. May the words of my mouth, O God, and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Amen. 
This morning, we will continue in our sermon series called Breathing Underwater. Remembering that throughout the last several weeks, we have admitted our own powerlessness. We've been reminded that God is a restorative God who restores us to healing. And we have been invited to give our lives over to the care of God. We have taken the time to make a searching and moral inventory of our lives. And in taking that time and recognizing our own brokenness in our lives and the wrongs we have committed, we have admitted to God, ourselves, and another person these wrongs. We have become ready to have God make us whole by asking that God remove these shortcomings in ourselves. And then we moved into the next difficult step by listing those persons or even just one person whom we have harmed. Today, we continue this journey of walking through the 12 steps together. Remembering that even though we have walked together very quickly through these steps, this journey takes time and space to walk. And it's likely a lifelong journey of continuing to move forward towards restoration and wholeness in our lives. This brings us to this morning, beginning where we ended last week. Drew asked each of us that were present to write down a name of someone whom we have wronged in our own brokenness in our life. Today, the work continues. We find ourselves faced with the next step. To make amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. I think Peter, from the scripture that we read today, is someone who would appreciate this step and the careful consideration that must be taken before moving forward. You see, Peter understood what it was like to have courage. We saw it all through the Gospels. We see him acting courageously. When Jesus says, who do you say I am? He says, you are the Messiah. We also see him acting courageously at times that are foolish. But in the moment when the question was thrust upon him, do you know this man? As Jesus is being questioned before Jesus' death, he responds with, no, I don't know him. I was not his follower. In that moment, his spirit was willing, but his flesh was weak therefore causing him to hurt someone that he really loved. The scene that plays out that we read this morning between Jesus and Peter happens at the end of John, shortly before Jesus would ascend into heaven after his death and resurrection. Jesus met the disciples when they were fishing, surprising them with his presence. He provided a meal for them. And as they finished this meal, this conversation takes place between Jesus and Peter. Jesus asks Peter the same question three times. Do you love me? Many theologians believe that this is redemption for Peter's denial, and it very well could be. But what if it's that and more? What if the words Jesus used to respond to Peter's answer with, feed my sheep, 
are really words saying to Peter, I have loved you. I have forgiven you. Go, teach, and love my sheep in the same way. What is interesting is that Jesus doesn't stop there. He ends his words with Peter with an invitation. An invitation that Peter heard three years prior. Follow me. The first time that he heard these words, he followed. But the last time that Peter heard these words, I can imagine that Peter experienced grace. And while I can imagine that there were probably more words spoken between Jesus and Peter about all that had taken place, we see them making amends right in front of our very eyes where he receives this forgiveness and even a reinstatement from Jesus, the one whom he hurt, but also where he could forgive himself for hurting his friend. You see, taking this step of making amends can take an immense amount of courage. While admitting our wrongs to another person or even to God is difficult, to make amends with the one that we have hurt can be a whole other level, especially if it is a deep wound. To make amends means to do something to correct a mistake that one has made or a bad situation that one has caused. Nadia Boltz-Weber reminds us that sometimes the best thing we can do for each other is to be honest about our wrongs, to be willing to come clean, to speak where we have hurt. This work of making amends requires us to be humble, to discernment, and to seeking of wisdom from God and from others from whom we trust. As we consider the people that our own brokenness, our own wrongs, our own choices have hurt, we must also consider how to make amends. We must pay attention and take time to recognize what the other may need to hear or not hear so that we may cause no further pain or hurt. I must admit to you, making amends can be a wonderful new beginning to a friendship or a relationship. However, it's not always tied up in a neat bow at the end. Over a year ago, a good friend and I had a come to Jesus conversation. And if you've never heard of that phrase, it's a where you lay it all on the table conversation. It was not one that I had intended to have, so I did not pray myself into that conversation. I was actually calling her to tell her I was engaged. And it progressed very quickly into a come to Jesus. We came to a lot of hard truths on that call. I wasn't present when she needed me most. I made a commitment that I couldn't hold on to, and that was hurtful, especially since I never explained why. She never supported my decisions when she didn't understand them. 
Ultimately, she and I had a lot of pent-up anger and hurt that we never discussed. We just let it simmer for 10 years. We probably spent a couple of hours on the phone that evening. There was an apology on both ends. We ended the call in a good place. However, hurt takes time to heal. And though we have spoken a couple of times since, typically through text message, at this moment, we don't have a relationship. I hope and pray that we can begin again with our friendship, but I'm also aware that making amends and bringing all the things to the table doesn't mean it goes back to what it once was without work on learning to trust one another again. And sometimes, making amends is speaking the truth and then letting them go. Making amends is hard. But I can tell you it is freeing. And it teaches you as you move to the next step, which is the tenth step, continuing to take personal inventory and when we're wrong, promptly admitting it. It is in this place that we access what it means to be aware, to be conscious of ourselves, of the world around us, of God who is within us and outside of us, to be able to actually have the mind of Christ who taught us, even in the story with Peter, forgiveness, compassion, and love. Christ who meets us all, and all of those who came before us, and all of those who will come after us, and reminds us that we need to be aware and open to see that the world is larger than just you or me. Peter also reminds us of this work in step 10 as we watched Peter move forward in that moment with Jesus. Jesus' final words were, follow me. But then what did Peter do with that? If you read the book of Acts, you see that Peter became even more than Peter could have ever become before. Yes, he made mistakes. Even after that, many mistakes, likely. But something changed in Peter, and the Spirit stepped up in his weakness, reminding us all that we can let go and even admit our wrong and reminding us as well that we are being held, seen, known, and loved by God the Creator, Christ the Redeemer, and the Spirit the Sustainer that is within each of us.